This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 175. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 175. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday back for another week. I'm so excited. So I'm in between trips right now. I am in between trips to Nashville and London. And then I don't have any travel for a really long time. So that'll be really nice. I love traveling, but I also love breaks from traveling. So I'm excited about that. I'm recording this actually before I go to Nashville, but I'm going to Nashville to meet with my business coach, Carrie Wilkerson. And the group of mastermind folks that she has brought together that I meet with virtually every week. So it'll be really, really fun for us to meet in person. I have to say, it's really cool to meet on a weekly basis with people who are doing cool stuff and be inspired every week. So if you are not doing that in some way in your life, find a way to do that. Find a way where you can be meeting with people who are doing things you would like to be doing. That might mean that you join a parent group. It might mean that you join some sort of activity. I know recently in my interview with Stephanie Lambert, she talked about starting rowing lessons and then her and her friend were doing like self-taught drum lessons with their kids' drum sets. So there's no limits on the things that you can try and the ways that you can connect with other people to do cool and exciting things and just to spend time with people who are with like-minded people who want to challenge themselves in new ways. I know for me, it has been a huge, huge source of inspiration and really how I have 
push myself to try a lot of new things and achieve a lot of new things in the last seven years or so. So I always encourage people to connect with people who might be just a little out of your comfort zone. And you'd be surprised when you do connect with people like that, how cool they are about you connecting with them. Like there's so many people where I'm like, oh my gosh, if I go talk to that person, they're going to like wonder why I'm talking to them and it'll feel weird. And it's rarely like that. Like usually people are super, super cool and welcoming and warm. And if they're not, then hey, lesson learned. Like you don't really want to be in that person's sphere of influence anyways. So cool, move on. Okay, so this is actually a good segue into what we're talking about today because we're going to talk about the truth about having it all. And something that I see over and over and over is the more I am around really high achievers, the more I see that the people who look like they have it all, they don't. They don't have it all. No one really has it all, which, oh my gosh, isn't that a relief? And sometimes that's disappointing to me. Sometimes I will meet someone who I've really admired for a long time and I'll meet them and have an interaction and be like, huh, they're just kind of normal. That wasn't that exciting. Or I've been coached by people where this has happened, where I'm like, I just want to be in their sphere of influence. I want to be in their inner circle. I want to be like them to be my mentor. And sometimes that works out really well. And other times you're like, oh, so you're just a regular human and you have flaws? What? (laughs) So it's really easy to put people up on a pedestal or to put people's situations up on a pedestal and think that they have it so much better than you. So the truth about having it all is that This whole notion of having it all is just a perception and a manifestation of the comparison trap and FOMO all rolled up into one big ball of judgment. So if you don't know what FOMO is, that's fear of missing out. So when we look at other people's situations, we have this perception that their situation is a million times better than ours. And then we think like, oh, I want a piece of that. I'm scared of like not having some of that in my life. I'm maybe a little bit jealous. I'm maybe even bitter. Like maybe you can't even be happy that someone else has something because you're like, oh, if they have it, that means I can't have it. And we've talked about that a little bit before on the show. Like a friend will be like, oh, I lost 10 pounds and you can't be happy for them because you're like, well, if they lost 10 pounds, that means I can't lose 10 pounds, which is so weird because there's no reason, like, it's not like there's only 10 pounds in the whole world to lose. But we think that way sometimes, especially between women. It's very strange. Same thing with, you know, your friend gets a brand new fancy house and you're like, oh, they got a brand new fancy house. Now I can't get a brand new fancy house. What? Like there's more than one brand new fancy house in the world. So we definitely will sometimes see other people's achievements as a sign that we can't have that same thing which is interesting, right? So I would challenge you to flip that a little bit and think like, oh, they can have that? Awesome, that means I can too. Because there's no reason that you can't have the same thing someone else has. And when I started really connecting with that idea more than comparing myself to others and more than having FOMO over other people's situations, things got so much better. Things got so much brighter. And I had so much more hope. And I think for me, a lot of that was realizing how human high achievers can be and how human, I mean, you know, I would lump celebrities into that too. Like people that you see who are celebrities and you're like, oh my gosh, they have everything. Like what could they possibly want for? And if you lived a day in their life, you would find out like, it's not that awesome. And maybe they're not even that awesome as a person. Like you might decide that really you wouldn't even want to hang out with them if you had the chance to. So it's interesting when you see the real situation behind a facade. And I've definitely seen this. Now, that's not to say that there aren't people who like don't have amazing things. 
you know, that I wouldn't love to have myself and that really don't really seem to just have all their stuff together because that's definitely true. But I think it's really important that when you see something like that, aim to be inspired by it rather than jealous of it or aim to feel empowered by it rather than feel limited by it. So feel empowered that someone else has something amazing because that means you can have it too, rather than feeling limited by it and feeling like, well, because they have it, that means I can't because that's just in your head. That's not the truth. So I was doing some research on this and I came up with some really cool quotes. So I'm going to share these throughout the episode today. Some cool quotes that I found this like compilation of quotes about having it all about women specifically having it all that I thought were really interesting. And some of them are kind of funny and some of them are insightful. One of them is from Ilse Hogue, the president of Narrow Pro-Choice America. And don't worry, it's not about pro-choice. So this is not a pro-choice, pro-life commentary. But her quote was, I don't think anyone can have it all. Who would want it? Having it all sounds like a lot of maintenance. Life is about priorities and choices, not just externally imposed on us as women, but ones we are able to define for ourselves. So I love that idea that having it all sounds like a lot of maintenance, because here's the thing. I've seen people go after really big things and get what they're going after and then be like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. And this has even happened to me with being a business owner that for years was like, I don't ever want to have my own standalone gym because that's like a ton of responsibility. I don't want to have to pay, like pay rent, have utilities and like manage memberships and manage staff. But there became this point, this tipping point where I was like, well, if I'm going to keep building this thing that's doing pretty well, that is like the reality. Like eventually I'm going to have to have my own space. So I ended up with my own space. It's amazing. It's fantastic. I love my space. I love what I built. I'm really proud of it, but it is not without challenges. It's kind of a lot of maintenance. So I laughed at this quote because I was like, oh my gosh, people ask me all the time and I get specific requests for interviews. Like you have a gym and you have a podcast and you're a mom. How do you manage it all? I'm like, basically I don't. (laughs) Basically it's kind of always a mess. And so it is a lot of maintenance. And every day is like, what are the three things I need to prioritize today? What are the three things that like have to get done to move the needle forward? And those three, by saying yes to those three things, it means that like 37 other things are not getting done. So like the carpet is not getting vacuumed. The poor dog who has like this seasonal itching situation going on has been itching herself like crazy for a few days now, probably needs to go to the vet. She hasn't been to the vet yet. So I'm telling you, I got the gym going. I got the podcast going, but like the poor dog might be scratching her fur off right now. So there's definitely things that go on behind the scenes where I'm like, oh, it looks like I have it all together. That's laughable. You have not seen my carpets right now. You have not seen the dishes in my sink. You have not seen the multiple loads of laundry that I've pulled out of the dryer, but have not put away. And now I'm just pulling them out of the laundry basket to wear them, which is like my husband's biggest pet peeve. He does his own laundry, so he doesn't have to deal with that because he can't handle it. He can't handle wrinkles. I'm cool with wrinkles. So I'm like pulling out my clothes from the laundry basket every morning right now because I don't have time to put them away. So I do think that I've seen people where they get to a certain level of adding more and more to their plate and achieving more or just having more things, getting more things. And it's like, it's just a lot to manage. And I saw this even recently, I was cleaning out my closet for something for a fundraiser and 
it was called a frock swap. So I'm cleaning out my closet, getting these clothes ready to donate. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. The clothes that I have in my closet that first of all, like, why do I buy fancy clothes? Why do I even go to Banana Republic? Because I go to Banana Republic thinking that someday I'm going to need to wear like nice slacks when I sit at home in my office doing Excel spreadsheets for the gym or speaking into a microphone. Like I'm not going to put on fancy boots and nice pants for that. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly, Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue, and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him, and it was getting kind of like icky, and you know, like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches, and then they want to pick at it, and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship, and I got to put it to use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And then I like occasionally go out with friends. So that means I really spruce myself up by putting on some jeans that's about as dressy as I get. Maybe twice a year I put on a dress for something. So I need like two dresses. So I was laughing going through my clothes because I'm like, all these clothes, some of them with tags on them because 
my vision of having it all is having like Banana Republic clothes in my closet that look really nice hanging there, but I never get the chance to wear them. So it was actually cool. I got to donate some of them to this really cool cause and I was excited about that, but I was also laughing at myself like, why do I have this stuff? And clearing it out, making space in my closet was like super, super freeing and very cathartic. Like I got really into it. My husband was like, whoa, like I spent hours doing this. So I had boxes and boxes and I had it all categorized. Like it was an experience. So having it all, like it's sometimes it's just stuff too. That's the other thing. It's like, it can be high maintenance and it can also just be stuff. So really be careful when you're trying to achieve more or get more or have more how much of what you're getting is just taking up space? Because if you're just getting things that take up space, you're diluting everything on your plate, right? If you're just adding more and more stuff to the closet, you're diluting everything in the closet. Like you can't even see what's there. You can't appreciate what's there. So it's really important that when you're adding more and achieving more and reaching for more, make sure that it's like the right things for the right reason. Because I think that that piece is really important. So Maria Shriver says, telling women that some women have it all only makes other women feel less than. I think we all have different struggles and issues. My mother once said to me, there's a time to mother, a time to be single, a time to work, a time to volunteer, a time to pray, a time to be active, a time to be, a time to do, a time to talk to yourself, and a time to be quiet. Get up, be grateful, try to center yourself, and try to do your best that day. So I love this quote. I think that it makes so much sense. And I totally agree that this notion that some women actually have it all is totally minimizing to other women. I think it's kind of silly. And I think that the idea of someone else having it all, it's such a matter of perception. So when I look at someone and judge from my perception, if they have it all, that's just my judgment. Because who knows if that person actually thinks they have it all. And if someone thinks that they have it all, who knows if the rest of the world perceives them that way. So do you see how it's like, it's a matter of self-perception from the person on both sides. It's a matter of perception. So it's either your perception of your own situation or your perception of someone else's situation. And it's this big judgment. And for us to think that some women do have it all can be really minimizing to other women. It reminds me of the quote with around body shaming that this isn't new, but it was along as body positivity became a little more hip. There was new quotes all over that like strong is the new skinny and real women have curves and real women have muscles and all that stuff. Like all that stuff is minimizing that it's all just minimizing. So let's be careful in our conversation because real women might have curves. There's plenty of real women who don't have curves. I've been friends with women who grew up like going to bed, eating Ben and Jerry's because they wanted to gain weight to actually have curves. I've certainly been friends with women who wouldn't touch Ben and Jerry's with a 10 foot pole because they wish their curves were smaller. So it works both ways. And so we don't need to pass judgment on it or idealize one situation or the other, right? Same thing with muscles. Like, sure, some women have muscles. Cool. Others don't. That's totally cool too. I actually, I'm going to link in the show notes. I just thought of this. I listened to the most amazing interview on Untame Yourself on Elizabeth D'Alto's podcast recently. And it was all about body shaming and the body positivity project, I believe is what it was called. So I'm going to link to that because one is not better than the other. One is not worth more than the other. If you don't want to have muscles, awesome. If you do, cool. Like there's no like hierarchy of value for women based on that, except for the one that we create in our heads. And when we create it in our heads, 
we put it out there to society or it's out there in society and then we let it get into our heads. So it works both ways. So be really careful with these constructs and how you mentally build your own constructs around that. So don't catch yourself judging someone's situation and determining that they have it all. Because again, you're minimizing your own situation. You're minimizing other women's situations. Okay, here's my philosophy on this. And this goes right in line with a quote from Madeleine Albright, former Secretary of State. And I've used this before. I think I did a big portion of an episode early on in the podcast. This is Madeline's quote. I do think women can have it all, but not all at the same time. Our life comes in segments and we do have to understand that we can have it all if we're not trying to do it all at once. And I totally agree with this. And so I definitely have given up on trying to have it all at once and really become much more attached to the notion of what do I want right now and what might I want later? Because if I have too many things on my plate right now, all of it kind of sucks because all of it feels kind of hard. And I would much rather be in a place where I can enjoy one thing at a time. And this was really challenging for me when Vinny was really little because I felt like I was constantly like torn between business and mothering. And especially when he was home that first couple of years, like I felt like I needed to divide my time and be more present as a parent than I am now. (laughs) And so when I finally was like, oh, actually like this season of me taking care of my child during the week, we can move past that now. This was when he was two. I'm like, he's going to move. And I had help. I had a part-time nanny those first two years. But when I put him in full day childcare when he was two, it was like, okay, now is the season for me to take back some of my time and be a little bit more focused in my work. And this is the season for him to have a little bit more independence and be a little bit more social and go into childcare. So that was really great. And so I've had different things at different times. And that can be really powerful. And I also love that that makes it feel like there's no limits on the things that you can accomplish over time because you don't have to do it all right now. You have all the time in the world to do it all. So choose what you want to do right now. And it's okay to have some other things that you are going to do later. So that I feel is very powerful and very, very optimistic and hopeful because that gives us that space to enjoy where we're at and then also aspire to be in another place, another position down the road, which I think is great. I do think it's okay to want more and it's also okay to do more, but want more because it's right for you, not because it looks good on someone else. And do things because they light you up, not because they're part of a culturally designated formula for success or satisfaction or happiness. So that's super important. It's okay to aim high and reach for the stars and like go all in on something. It's okay to be a high achiever or to want to like do more than anyone else in your family and achieve more than anyone else in your family, or maybe like be the first person to go to college or the first person to have like a C-level position in a company. All those things are super great, but do that because it's the right thing for you, for your family right now, not because it looks good on someone else or because it's part of this formula where you're like A plus B equals C. So like law school plus law career equals a lifetime of happiness. And I've definitely heard people talk about this where they're like, yeah, I was raised to believe that like my choices, I'm trying to think of who I just saw. I know it was lovey. 
So Lovey is a writer and an amazing speaker. And I just saw her speak at the Together Live event with Glennon Doyle Melton and Abby Wambach and some other folks. So she was talking about she's from Nigeria and she's like, basically, when you're born as a Nigerian young child, you are told that like your choices are A, be a doctor, B, be a lawyer and C, go back to A or B like those. That's it. And so she entered school like immediately from a very young age was just like, okay, like this is my path to becoming a doctor. And she got to like, I think it was her first year in college and her like first like organic chem class or something. It was like, whoa, (laughs) I'm not so cut out for this. And that was a big thing because she was just following this path that was like, this is like the family says, this is what you do. There's no other option. And it was a little shocking that this was clearly not going to be her path. And that took some time to work through and work around. And now she's like ridiculously successful as a writer and as a speaker. She's done a lot of other things as well to get herself to where she is as a writer and a speaker. So she's just this amazing, powerful, dynamic woman. But she was someone who was told that there was a formula. And at a certain point, she had to reject the formula because People don't fit into formulas. We are not numbers. It's not that simple. We're so much more dynamic than that. And so it's really easy. I think this is where we have to look at, like, just because something looks amazing on someone else's life doesn't mean that we would fit into it the same way. And I've learned this over time with things that I've done where I'm like, oh, I thought if I did this one thing, it would be like super awesome. And it would be maybe this like great stepping stone or a great milestone for me personally or professionally. And then I did it and I was like, oh, huh. That wasn't really that great. In fact, I will tell you, running a marathon was one of those things. Running a marathon sucked. It just totally sucked. And I didn't enjoy it. I don't ever want to do it again, but I did it because it felt like the formula to like, well, you are a personal trainer and you've done a million half marathons and you always tell people to reach for like the next goal. So obviously you need to do this. And it kind of came to a head when one of my really good friends, dad's told her, I don't know why Sarah hasn't run a marathon. She's done all these half marathons and, you know, she's always pushing herself to the, like the next thing. And why hasn't she done a marathon? And he was a marathoner and he, in his like sixties has done tons and tons of marathons and still does them. And he's like this very accomplished runner. So I was like, oh my gosh, he's totally right. Like, why haven't I done a marathon? So then I did a marathon and I hated it. It was not fun. I don't recommend doing a marathon unless there is a reason that that formula feels good for you. I went into it, not totally into it, and it was not the right formula for me. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. I didn't really want to commit the time to it. When I got there to the start line on the day of the race, I really didn't want to commit the time to it, which made for a real long four hours and 38 minutes, let me tell you. And then when I was done, I was like, oh, huh. I mean, it's done, so that's good. But I wasn't like, oh, I'm so glad I did it. So like now at this point, it makes for a good story. I learned some good lessons from doing something I wasn't super into, but it's funny because I think that there's a lot, I see this happen so much at my gym where people are like, for my new year's resolution, I want to run a 5k or run a half marathon. And I'm always like, cool, that's soup. That's great. Why do you want to do that? Do you want to do that? Because you've always wanted to do something like that. Do you really love running? Are you going to do it with a friend? Is it a goal? Is it a way for you to have space after you had kids? So you can like have something that's just singularly yours. Totally cool. If you want to do that, but make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Because like, see a lot of times, like people are like, well, I'm turning 40. Like I want to run my first half marathon. Cool. If that sounds like fun to you, but don't just do it because like, oh, I'm turning 40 and this is what someone should do when they turn 40. So look at what is a formula versus what is authentic to your true desires. Okay, so here's a good one. This is from Sheryl Sandberg. Having it all is the worst. No matter how much we all have and how grateful we are for what we have, no one has it all because we all make trade-offs every single day, every single minute. Amen, sister. That is so true. So here's the thing. When you do quote unquote, have it all, it's at the expense of so many other things. So do remember that every time you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to so many other things. And the things that you have to say yes to, to get to the high places where society will say you quote unquote, have it all comes with sacrifices for sure. 
So assess if that feels appropriate for you. And if that feels good for you, if that feels exciting to you, for some people, they're like, yes, cool. I'm totally in it in spite of the sacrifice. And other people are like, no, or no, not right now. And so some examples of that would be really, you know, pushing yourself in a professional situation. Like there's women I know who are like, yes, I am totally like, I'm going to have three kids under the age of three and travel regularly and climb the corporate ladder and just kick ass every day. That's great if they want to do that. No judgment at all. And then there's other women who are like, I'm going to push pause and not climb any ladders professionally for 15 years so that I can have these other moments that are pure magic. Okay. And some of them aren't magic because let's just be honest. That's how motherhood is, but I'm going to be home and have these moments of pure magic with my kids for the course of five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever that is. And so that's what they're saying yes to. And so it can look so different, but there's trade-offs. It looks so different between different women, but there's trade-offs in either direction, right? And so if you're trading off, you know, if you're doing the corporate thing, you're doing the high achiever job thing, then there's going to be some trade-offs, some things that are going to maybe feel more chaotic in terms of your family life. If you're doing the family thing and you're all in that, then there's going to be some trade-offs professionally. You know, eventually when you decide to go back, you're like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? What is this going to look like? Like that is going to maybe be a bit of a transition, something to wrap your head around, a lot of things to reconsider when you're re-entering the workforce. No judgment on either of those situations. One is not right. One's not wrong. One is not better than the other. They're just different. So it's really important that you are recognizing that no matter what you have, no one has it all. And that everyone's making trade-offs all the time. And that's comforting, right? Like it's comforting when you look at someone, I like the idea of looking at someone who I really admire, who just seems to like have everything together and being like, oh, I know you have some trade-offs. Like that makes me feel a little bit better. (laughs) So I think it's important that we keep it really real like that. And you would say, I mean, even when you're like looking at people in Hollywood, it's like you look at big movie stars and you're like, oh my gosh, it looks like, let's see, who could we use as an example here? Maybe looking at Beyonce, like, oh my gosh, you guys, doesn't she have it all? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not even going to lie. When I found out she was pregnant with twins, I was kind of mad at her. So I was like, of course she is. Of course, of course she got pregnant with twins. I believe I haven't read enough to know, but I believe she's had a little bit of an infertility journey or chosen to take some different methods toward pregnancy. So I like, part of me was like, well, I need to be happy for her because I know that's such a big struggle. But then I was like, so the woman with probably more resources than almost any other woman on the planet. So I'm kind of mad at her (laughs) because she got everything. (laughs) But the reality is that there's trade-offs in her life. Beyonce has everything and there's still trade-offs. She has everything she could possibly want, but she can't walk down the street. She can't go sit at a McDonald's with her kids and have lunch and let them just have their happy meal, right? So that's a trade-off for sure. I'm not going to lie. Don't judge me. I watched a little bit of Keeping Up with the Kardashians over the weekend, and I saw this play out for them as well. Now, say what you will about the Kardashians and go ahead and judge me right now for talking about them. But I saw this play out in some of the situations with them being in the spotlight and not being able to go out in public or when they do go out in public, some of the traumatic things that can happen. And there's trade-offs like they are moguls. It is insane. I'm fascinated by them from a business standpoint and an entrepreneurial standpoint, not because I want to do what they're doing, but I'm just fascinated in ways that women build business. And these are women who are building massive business. So 
it's kind of like research when I watch the Kardashians. So maybe that can help you judge me less. So I saw that some of the trade-offs that they make because of their life in the public eye, which was really actually really fascinating because again, there's nothing they can't have from an experiential level or a financial level. You know, they have endless financial resources and endless connections, but there are some things that they can't have that in spite of their money and their wealth, their connections in terms of privacy in terms of just like small magical moments. Like they can't just go take their kid to a park, just go play on the playground. I mean, that said, they could have like a massive park built in their own backyard, but you can't just like go to the park. You can't just go hang out and like make small talk with random moms in the park. Right. So the trade-offs are everything, right? All right. So let's end with this. Hillary Clinton, former secretary of state said, I can't stand whining. I can't stand the kind of paralysis that some people fall into because they're not happy with the choices they've made. You live in a lifetime where there are endless choices. Money certainly helps. And having that kind of financial privilege goes a long way, but you don't have to have money for it. What you do have to do is work on yourself. So do something. So that's a quote by Hillary Clinton. And I really love that. And I want to leave it with this notion of radical responsibility. You choose what's best for you. You do you boo, but you got to do something rather than just sitting back and being stuck in the perception and manifestation of the comparison trap and the FOMO all rolled up into one big ball of judgment that we talked about at the beginning, right? So I'm going to encourage you to look at what you are doing to take action steps towards the things that you want, towards the things that matter most to you, that will allow you to have the things that will complete your life, fill your plate up and light up your life in the best possible ways. If you want to have it all, define what you want and why you want it. The why is essential. If you don't know why you want something, if you're just chasing it because someone else around you has it, or because you see someone on the internet having it and it looks good on them, that's the wrong reason. You will never be happy making a decision for yourself based on someone else's decision for their life. So you need to determine what you want and why you want it and then determine how you can get it because there's always a way. There is always a way. And that might not be your belief system right now, but for the sake of your children, I would encourage you to start embracing that because if you can prove to yourself that there's always a way, Imagine what your children will be modeled if they believe that there is always a way to get what they want and to go after their dreams. And while you're working toward what you want, enjoy the heck out of what you already have. Because if you're not grateful for what you already have and you're not recognizing that, if you're not practicing gratitude every damn day, you will never love the things that come later. You have to come from a place of gratitude and work from there. So with that, I'm going to say, start with your gratitude every damn day. Go after the things that you want that light you up because they're important to you, not because they're important to anyone else. And never, ever put limits on what you think you can have based on what someone else has or how they got it. Because if you want it, there is a way to get it. All right. If this episode was helpful, please share it. You can share this episode by taking a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then posting it to social media. You can tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I will reply very quickly, usually because I spend too much time on social media. 
You can also go to the show notes and get a link of this episode. So if you go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 175, you will get a URL and you can post that to social media. You can share that as well. But do share this episode. Please remember when you share the episode, you are sharing the shameless love and you are helping the show grow and you are spreading the word of the Shameless Mom Academy to a larger audience, which is really, really powerful and is a big part of my goal and my dream. So I appreciate you supporting me in that. And I appreciate you helping me make the mission and the reach a little bit larger every damn day. So I hope you have a fantastic day. I will be back here in two days with an amazing interview. I am super, super excited for Wednesday's interview with Nicole Nordeman. Please come back and listen. It's a really great conversation. And I have to say, I'm like kind of obsessed with her right now. So she's a singer songwriter and she just wrote a book and her music is mostly Christian music and gospel music. Not my jam. Like I didn't know that I liked Christian music until I listened to her recent album that after I did my interview and I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to go running. I'm like, I think I'm going to start running to Christian music. Who knew? Did not know I had this in me. Like, this is shocking. (laughs) I might be turning over a whole new leaf, guys. But the interview was a really touching interview. And I'm just super excited about everything that she shared. So definitely come back on Wednesday for that. I'm really excited about her book. And I just think that she has a way with her art that is really powerful. So, okay. If this is your first time listening, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. Head over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And that will take you to Apple Podcasts where you can hit the subscribe button and be subscribed to the show. So you get every new episode as soon as it comes out. Have a fantastic day. Make sure to come back to listen to the new episode on Wednesday. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.